Hello and welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast. My name is Evelyn Knight. So for those of you who don't know, I am on a mission and my mission is to change 1 million children's lives to affect and to bring high quality early child care and education because I understand the importance of that first five years of life brain development. The fact that 90% of the human brain is formed in those first five years of life is so vitally important. So that is my mission. And I'm going to do it by helping you, the child care center owners and directors, learn how to have successful child care companies that put the children first, that follow best practices. So ironically, today I am recording my 50th podcast episode. And I thought it was fitting to talk about my vision for my company and my purpose. And ironically, it is also the week that I had to basically mark the one year anniversary of my husband's passing. So I've done a lot of reflecting this week. I've done a lot of thinking. And I feel like it's very fitting that I took that pause from recording the podcast and that I'm coming back. And ironically, the week that I'm actually recording this is also the week that I mourn a year without my husband. I've gone through each milestone now. And I'll tell you, when you go through something big like this, everything is different. And you, the firsts are just hard. The first birthdays, the first Christmas, the first Thanksgiving, all of those firsts are really hard. So it's kind of a relief to have it behind me. But today I want to talk about pain because there's a lot of pain in this world. And the pandemic has caused us more pain and different kinds of pain. If you haven't listened to the episode I recorded a couple of weeks ago titled Ambiguous Loss, go back and listen to it. I don't, I understand that many of you haven't gone through big pain like this, right? Like losing your husband or your spouse, but it doesn't matter. Loss is loss. And one person's pain does not negate the pain you feel. So right now, as we start off this episode, I want to give you permission to feel your pain. I want to give you permission to acknowledge that your pain hurts too, and that you don't have to downplay it. You don't have to say, well, yeah, but you're going through something much worse than what I went through. So mine's not that bad. I have nothing to complain about. I want to give you permission. And I, again, encourage you to listen to my podcast episode on ambiguous loss because loss is loss and pain is pain. And yes, some pain is harder to recover from. Some pain is harder to deal with. But what happens, especially as leaders, there's so many of these little micro losses that come at us. And they're not micro. I don't want to downplay them. They are not micro. But there's so many of them that life can start to feel really heavy. So You might have a wonderful staff member that you absolutely love who quits and leaves you. And you kind of lost a friend, even though as a leader, we're not their friends and we can't be, 
it still is like we've lost a friend. Or there could be that child that you really bonded with and you love and you lose them. It could be all of them, right? It happens to us all the time. We go through one loss after another, it feels like as leaders very often. So I want to give you permission as we start this off to give yourself the credit for the loss that you are feeling. And to lean into this episode, coming from that place of allowing yourself to feel, because you do deserve it as well. So as I was really looking back on my last year, and I was thinking about where I am today, I thought about a letter I wrote to myself a year ago when I was really struggling and the death of my husband was fresh. I wrote a letter to myself, thanking myself for all the things that I needed to do this year. I have recorded about this. uh, I'm sure I hope I have in previous episodes. I know I've done videos on it. If you're not on my YouTube channel or not in our Facebook group, make sure that you get on those. The uh, links are in the show notes, but I do a Mindset Monday video every single Monday where I really try and help business leaders in early childhood education focus on their mindset and focus on having a healthy mindset. So one of the things getting back to my letter that I did was I wrote myself a letter. And when I was really struggling to get back to real life, I knew I had to do something. So I sat down and thought about who do I need to be one year from now? I really, really thought about that. One year from now, I'm still going to have bills to pay, right? I'm still going to have a lifestyle. I still have children that are looking up to me. I have staff members that need me. I looked at all these things. I need me. I need to show up for me. So I wrote myself a letter thanking myself for all the things that I need to do, that I knew I needed to do to get through this first year. I wrote myself a letter thanking myself for getting up in the morning, for having the courage to keep going, right? But I got really specific. And it took me some time to get back to some of the things because one of them was thanking myself for recording my podcast again. And that took me a little bit of time to get back to, but basically for paying the bills, for showing up, for not selling my companies, for not closing them down, for not giving up and quitting on me on my children, on what my children see. And I really thought about who do I want my children to see? Who do I want to merge as, right? And I really dove into the fact and really, really leaned into the fact that I am literally writing my testimony. I am absolutely a God girl, which is something I'm going to lean into more because I can't escape it. I am such a God girl that everything I do really revolves around that. And so I really leaned into prayer and I asked God, what do I need to do? Help me get through this time. Lead me during this time. And I wrote myself that letter and I thanked myself for being the person that I would need to be. Well, I sealed that letter and I was supposed to open that letter this week, uh, but I actually opened it a long time ago. I, it got me through some of the toughest times when I didn't want to get out of bed. I would just read it and I remind myself, who do I want to emerge? I am literally writing my testimony five to 10 years from now. This is my testimony. This is how I can help people. So if I am writing my story, 
what are the things I want to put in place that will get me to the end of the story? So as I reflect this week, I realize that I've really found a lot of purpose in my pain. And that has helped me so much in making it not hurt so bad. Of course, it still hurts. On the day that we had to acknowledge um, the passing of my husband and my children and I just did some things together just to commemorate the day, I bawled. I cried and I cried and I cried like I hadn't cried since he first died. And it just was something I needed. And so, of course, I still feel the pain. But overall, I'm doing really good. I'm functioning. I'm showing up every day. I'm still here. I didn't sell my businesses. I didn't close them down. I'm still working. My children have both told me, actually last week, how proud they are of me and how much they look up to me for just being courageous and doing what I needed to do. And I realized that the reason that I've been able to do this is because instead of focusing on the pain, I focused on how I can use the pain. I focused on who I want to become, who I want to emerge from this as. How do I want this to define me? Instead of letting what has happened to my family define me, I decided that I'm going to define my story. I decided that I am going to decide my definition. I am not going to let my circumstances or the labels that have been put on me define who I am. So that's something I really want to talk about and for you to think about. What labels are you putting on yourself? I could wallow, right? I could really focus on the fact that I'm a young widow, but I'm not going to. I'm going to focus on the fact that I had 30 wonderful years with a man. And now I get to start over and reinvent my life. And I get to just keep on going, keep on being me, right? When you go through something like I've gone through, a part of you dies as well, and you change. And I decided early on that I was going to define how I emerged from this. I knew I would never be the same again, and I never will. But I decided that I was going to emerge with purpose, a stronger person. And I have. And I can say that I stand here today proud of myself because I have emerged a stronger person. I'm still struggling. Yes, of course. And I will, I'm sure for a long, long time. There are things that trigger me that just come out of the blue. And uh, if you've been to any of the conferences I've spoken at, you know, I talk about life being a spiral. It's just constantly up and down, right? It's spiraling up and down, up and down, up and down. I know that I expect it. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the downs because they happen. It's going to happen to each one of us. It is inevitable. The difference is we can't stay down. There is a time where we have to tell ourselves, okay, this is enough. It is time for me to live for me, for the people who are still around, right? So staying in your pain, allowing labels to define you instead of you defining them, that is where you really get tripped up. A few years ago, before I really started working on myself and I really sought therapy and life coaching and really dived into the world of just 
becoming a better version of me. I was stuck in a victim mentality. I was not the victor I am today. I was a victim. It was so bad that there was an incident that happened uh, a few, quite a few years ago. Uh, it's actually hasn't been that long, maybe about five years ago now, the year that we dropped my son off to college. I missed him so much. And uh, I can tell you dropping my oldest son off at college, nine hour drive away was one of the most painful experiences of my life. Not being away from my son and then having to go that far away. It just, it's, it's indescribable. And during the spring semester, I got the opportunity for his birthday to fly down and be with him. And so I spent four amazing, wonderful days with him. They were perfect. They were perfect days. And I was so happy on the drive home or actually to the airport. Uh, when I was coming back to my husband and my youngest son, my husband called me and he told me that a dog had actually broken into my backyard, attacked my pug and killed him. I loved that dog so much. He was the cutest little black pug you've ever seen with the best personality. And I am a dog lover, like to the extreme. And this dog was my baby. I was just torn to pieces over the loss of my dog. When I got home, I just remember crumbling onto the floor and just my heart was so broken. And I actually had this thought that stayed with me for a while. I actually was literally laying on the floor crying. And I thought to myself, this is my punishment because I was happy. I had four days where I was happy. So Jack is dead because of me. And I really, really believed that. Now, if you listen to my teachings, listen to my podcast, listen to who I am today, many of you wouldn't even realize that I am the same person but I believed it. I actually believed that my dog had to die because I wasn't allowed to feel happiness for four days because I had four days in a row that were good, that I felt joy. I really honestly thought that my dog died. And that was about the point that I realized how unhealthy, especially with my psychology background, how unhealthy my mindset had become. And that is when I knew I had a serious problem and I went and sought help and I have completely changed my life since then. I have gone from being a victim to being a victor. So when my husband first got sick, which ironically, God is amazing because he was getting me ready, of course, uh, happened just a couple years after that. And I started, when I started working on myself, it was actually maybe about two years later that my husband, uh, got end stage kidney disease. So the roller coaster that I was, my life was about to become, thank God, by then I had the healthy mindset I have today. And I was able to approach it from a different perspective. Of course, it was hard. Of course, there were struggles. Of course, there were days that I cried and I begged God not to let my life be what it was. But overall, the biggest difference is I understand a couple of things. I am not a victim. Life doesn't happen to me, right? I can be a victor no matter what I am going through. The second thing I realize is everything around us 
is about how we interpret it. My interpretation of Jack's death is what made it so bad. I also knew that after my husband passed and during his illness and everything, I had to be intentional with my thoughts and how I was interpreting things. I had to literally start analyzing how I was interpreting what I was going through. I really had to step back and question the thoughts that would go through my mind. And when those old thought patterns started creeping back in, that of course my husband's going to die. Of course this is going to happen to me. My life just isn't meant to be happy. I just stopped myself and say, no, that is not okay. And that is not true. So today, my children tell me they're proud of me. And that's because I did the work. I did the work that I needed to do to become a victor instead of being a victim. I found purpose in my pain. And I'm living through that right now. I'm in the middle of a couple different projects. I'm speaking around the country and just helping other leaders understand that they can persevere through their pain too that they can't give up on their dreams. You cannot give up on your dreams because of what you've gone through, because of the pain that you feel, because at the end, you still need you. It is okay for you to need you. There is going to be another side. And when you get to the other side, you want to know that you didn't let yourself down. That is so important. And when you put you first in that area, you're actually putting the people that rely on you first too. I cannot show up for my children. I cannot show up for my staff. I can't show up for my mom and my sisters and my brother and all the people I love if I don't take care of me. I wasn't showing up for them when I was a mess in a victim mentality because I was so focused on me and what was happening to me, and everything happened to me instead of for me, right? Everything was just happening to me. And so it did. And I was so focused on the negative that I didn't see all the positive. There is beauty in ashes. There is good and there is bad in everything, everything in life. There's 50-50, right? Good and bad. If you haven't heard the story I tell about good thing, bad thing, who knows, Definitely look it up. I'm not sure if I've done a podcast episode on it yet or if it's the videos. They kind of start getting all mixed up in my head because I record several times a week on different platforms. But I tell the story about the farmer. And um, you know what? It's worth telling you guys now. And I'll tell you a very summarized version of it because it, it it's basically my life. So there was a farmer. And by the way, this is an old Dow parable, but there was a farmer that had uh, one horse and that a bunch of wild horses came in and they took his horse away. He ran off with the wild horses. All of his neighbors came over and they said, oh man, that was your only horse. How are you going to work your farm? Your family is going to starve to death now. The farmer said to them, good thing, bad thing, who knows? The next day, that horse came back with a dozen wild horses. Again, of course, the neighbors came back and they said, wow, you're the luckiest man alive. Here we thought you were doomed. And now you've got all these horses. 
That is absolutely amazing. You're so incredibly lucky. So about a week later, his only son was training one of the horses and he was bucked off and broke his arm. Neighbors came back again and said, oh man, you're, you're done here. We thought you were so lucky, but now your only son has a broken arm and you're too old to work your farm alone. Your family is doomed. What are you going to do? Once again, the farmer said, good thing, bad thing. Who knows? A couple weeks later, the army came into town. There was war and they were taking all the able-bodied men with them to war. The farmer's son was actually spared because of his broken arm. So again, those nosy neighbors came over and said, wow, your luck is incredible. And once again, the farmer said, good thing, bad thing, who knows? In the most dire of circumstances, sometimes there is a silver lining. Sometimes it is good. In the best circumstances, sometimes it's not so good. Sometimes the thing that we thought was going to be the best turns out not to be after all. But when we see and understand that there is good and bad in everything, and when we accept that and we're okay with it, and we choose to focus on the good and not allow the bad to consume us, that is when we become victors. That is when we go from being the victim to the victor. So what purpose can you find in your pain? What good thing can you find in every situation? What bad thing will you stop allowing to blindside you? Where will you stop allowing? And I really want you guys to focus on that word. Stop allowing the negative in your life. So thank you so much for being on this 50th episode with me. I really, really appreciate it. I would love to meet you guys in person. I would love to meet every one of you in person. So I really encourage you to look into the Child Care Business Summit that I will be hosting on October 28th and 29th in the beautiful um, Orange Beach, Alabama. It's just amazing. Only a 20-minute drive from um, Pensacola, Florida, right there on the gorgeous Gulf Coast. We are going to grow and we're going to have a lot of fun. So I would love to meet you. Make sure that you look it up. I will put the link in the show notes and I cannot wait to see everybody and get to meet you and get hugs and shake hands and just thank you for being with me on this journey. I hope all of you have a wonderful rest of your week.